Hey, what's up? My name is Deandra Kiera. And this is Natasha Amina. And you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. How are you? What's been going on? Um, well, it was hot as hell today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good, though. I really can't complain. I've been, um, you know, still redecorating. I know y'all tired of hearing me saying it, but you know it's a process. So. At this point, you just need to post, like, all of your updates from yeah. your um, interior design. I've been taking, DIY I took a video stuff. today. I took a video before I uh, spray painted my um, portable fireplace. You so. is getting spicy. <laughs> you getting real spicy out here. Oh, my portable fireplace in the middle of fucking hot ass May. <laughs> I've been had it for like four years, and you know, I just, I was, I just need to change. So, um, how about yourself? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling really good. Um, I. Everything's been really good this week. I can't complain, you know. All right. I seen you went out to eat the other day. Yeah, you know, me and my friend found a lot of new cute places. So we're going to be trying different spots, different. We're outside enjoying the experiences. There's so many people that moved to Philly that have experienced more than we have. That's so true. I lived here and I I never knew this place was here. Right. So we're just trying to find gems throughout the city instead of going to the same five places we love. But that everybody goes to. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> finding like gems in the city and you know, people who come here, they find everything and they all they know all the deals. So I'm gonna just keep listening to them <laughs> and figure out where to go. So Yeah. Yeah, that's if y'all good. have any suggestions, let us know some creep. Yeah. Drinks. We love good drinks, good food, good yes. ambiance. Even if it's not in Philly, I just want to know what's like. Where should I go? Right, and hopefully reasonably priced. Yeah, like a cute <laughs> price. But if it costs a little costly, I still want to like go. Oh, so I'm yeah. trying I mean, to have it could experience. Be, right, it could be cute. Yeah, like a cute, but not like steak forty eight right. on my dime. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, Always. tell me about some stuff, but, you know, let's keep it very basic for the most right. part. On somebody else's dime, I'm like, yes, I want to go to Avies <laughs> or Steak Pretty Eight, you know. On my dime, yeah. I'm like, Proof Chris is cool. Right. <laughs> Listen, you know, Mad Max, I'll take that ride. But, yeah. You are not trying to take the ride over Mad Max. That's true. They done closed all of them, so it's only one in Willow Groove. I don't understand why they closed And it's that. like in a ducky spot, so like you really, if you trying to get lit, your ass going to be feeling like you in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's going on? What's going on in this, uh, so Nikki, Nikki is back. And it's she so is. funny because our first podcast, we were talking about how everybody was just on her bed. Yeah, everybody and was coming for her. They were coming for her out of nowhere, and she was on a hiatus since February, um, right. enjoying her baby. Then, unfortunately, her father passed, and she took some time off to kind of get herself together. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say this, I feel like she needed that hiatus. Oh. Because the songs that she came out with on, well, she re, um, re-released Beam Me Up Scotty, her critically acclaimed um, mixtape that I loved. I ran Beam Me Up Scotty in college. My oh. freshman year in college, me and my roommate ran that whole mixtape. <laughs> like, you put on Itty Bitty Piggy in a party, I get crazy, like, shit is going to be lit. Like, okay. So we love. What does it. re-release look like? Just um, dropping it again? Well, basically because it wasn't on streaming services. So oh. you couldn't stream it. It was only on YouTube. Okay. Because, um, you know, with mixtapes, people, uh, you use somebody else's beat and you rap over and you freestyle on it. Right. So she had to get clearances and stuff. I guess finally now she was just like, oh, it's worth the investment. Right. People have been asking for it. But she put some other freestyles she had over the years on it too, like Chirac and Boss Ass Bitch. And um, I think that those were the ones that were already out. Then she has three new songs um, okay. that she did. Seeing Green is pretty good. That's with Drake and um, Lil Wayne. She was like, oh, it's a surprise guest. And it was just like Drake and Lil Wayne. And I was like, bitch, I kind of <laughs> thought that she was going to have like, 
right. Dream Doll or right. you know right. Megan Thee Stallion, <laughs> some motherfuckers that we wouldn't we right. would have been surprised to see. Yeah, but um, other than that, I really do think that she needed that hiatus okay. because she's rapping, rapping now. Oh, well, maybe I found well listen. on that song <laughs> in particular. Uh-huh. I just like I love when Nicki raps. Right, like any verse where Nicki is like really rapping, I that's my shit. Like right. I'm gonna listen to it. I'm gonna get all the metaphors. I love it. You know, I never been a real big fan of her pop shit. Right. And it was funny because she was like, oh, you know, there's not no TikTok ass songs. And people thought she was coming at like other people. Right. But Megan. I really think that she just means this is not a pop song. Like, right. they, we're not doing pop. I've done pop. Because if she coming at people for doing TikTok, it's kind of ridiculous because she's had pop songs. Right. So exactly. I think she was just saying, like, this isn't a pop song. Like, you don't have to make up a TikTok challenge to this. This is rap shit. Right Which is what I appreciate because that's why yeah. I've never listened really to her like a, a real album because of the pop stuff, like you said. Like, mm-hmm. I can't get into the what is it, Roman? I can't get into the the pop stuff, the acting, right? I yeah. understand that's something that she was really into and like you mm-hmm. know, the arts and all of that, and I respect that, but that wasn't. I'm, I want to hear freestyles. Like, yeah, I'm into I love that. Nikki I'm into freestyles. That. Yeah, I'm into I love a good listen. Nikki verse. Like, when she's rapping, rapping, I'm there. When it's pop, if it's a cute song, like Anaconda, it's cute. Like, right. I like it. Right. But, like, Starships, it wasn't my thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But um, since then, all these people that were kind of, like, talking shit about her and not fucking with her are kind of, like, on her top now. And it's corny to me. Like, her. Huh? Like Wendy Williams. Oh yeah. Wendy Williams was like, oh, she's iconic. She's legendary. You know, these she has something these new girls don't have, which is true. Right. But you literally were just talking about her in March when you came out of nowhere and said that Nikki is jealous of Megan Thee Stallion (laughs) for getting a Grammy. (laughs) So, like, what are you doing, Wendy? Why are you backpedaling? Well, we all know that Wendy had a reason to throw little shots. You know, Nikki has been throwing shots, too. Wendy been throwing shots at Nikki. Yeah, Well, that's Wendy's job. That's her job. So, and, (laughs) and the thing is with it, you do get to respond. I just think that before, like I said, let's just say Nikki needed that hiatus. Because right. shit was getting to her that she should have just been, like, passing away. Like, right. passing over. Like, oh, bitch, I don't give a fuck about what a Wendy Williams got to say about me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, little Yachty suddenly wanted her attention. Um, Carisha from the young Miami wanted her to unblock her. Oh, God. Um, Why did she block her? <laughs> Because um, I guess in an interview um, with the Breakfast Club, young they were asked how she felt was she Team Cardi or Team Nikki, and she kind of was just like, "I rather you not answer me, ask me that question. I want to stay away from that question." But I'm Team Cardi, so it was just like, "Wait, what?" Right. <laughs> but um, so she got blocked for liking somebody. I guess saying like, "I'm Team Cardi," like. What you guys say, Eric? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer's weighing in. What's He's so crazy a music about guy, it? so he has an opinion. We want to know what's so crazy about it. He said it's crazy because it's stupid bit, girl oh, shit. Because if you're choosing between like one person or the other, of course that's like cheating. Like if you're choosing one person over the other, because they're framing it like Nikki versus Cardi. Which one do you like better? Yeah, well, you kind of go with where it's kind of like you just didn't have to answer. Yeah. See, I hate that though. I don't like PR stuff. If I was a celebrity, I'm going to answer that I, you know, personally, it doesn't mean that I'm shading the person. I could just say I prefer, like, yeah, I know I her yeah. personally, and yeah. I, you know, it's no shade against her, but I'm going to pick the per- this person. I'm, it's, I have every right to like somebody and you not block me because I don't like you. Yeah, or, I, I mean, you I'm not learn how to choosing yourself. You. I think. Yeah, the, I think I think a lot of times She's with sensitive. not just that, but I feel like fans take shit and run with it, well, and yeah. they create too much. But other than that, I really enjoyed you know her coming back out. I really All think right. she needed that hiatus. It was I watched her live. She had like allergies. You could tell like she was like a little sick. You know how people get oh, like with the coke, stuff. and people are like, oh, she did coke. <laughs> and I'm like, if Nikki was doing coke. We would have been known about right. it. That bitch was spiraling at one point. She's not coming right. back from a hiatus. 
But even if she was, like she said, it's a lot of people in Hollywood. Now, I did see her say that. It's a lot of people in Hollywood that Coke is like marijuana for people in Philly. It's just a normal thing. It's like a normal, oh, hey, like we seen Cat Williams talk about it. They just sniff right lines and right Right. in front of them, like, oh, you you realize I can see you, right? And don't give a fuck. Sniff lines, you don't care. (laughs) And don't give a shit. Like, it's not like it's heroin or something like that. The part that that I feel funny was, she said, now I said I did drugs. She but said, don't you put and that I said what I said. She said, I said what I did. Right. And it's in my music. And it's Pills so funny. Because right. I was arguing with this girl on Facebook one day. And she go up fucking trying to tell me that pills and potions wasn't about popping pills and drinking. She told me it was about oh fake friends. God. I said, the song is literally called Pills and Fucking Potions. Right. Y'all swear it's she... It's a metaphor. You want her to be a fucking dare spokesperson or some <laughs> shit. The bitch said, I did pills and fucking potions. Like... <laughs> Like, are we yeah. going to sit here? But that's why, that's what makes it a really, I didn't know it until DeAndre told me a while ago, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't know that, but it, it makes sense. It's a cute metaphor. Because yeah, I can is. play it on the radio for people mm-hmm. that don't know. It, it, it can go either way. But those that know, know. If you know, you know. She's saying pills and <laughs> potions were overdosing. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like, um, no, well, just like, uh, what was the the one guy's um, song? Oh, um, the Weekend song. The Weekend the song. Yeah. Um, right, The Hills Have Eyes. Wait, or is that just um, a, I think that's the movie. No, I don't know. No, I don't think his song is But it's something like that. <laughs> yeah. And um um what's the the guy um that was married to Paula Patton? Um uh, um Robin Thick. Robin yeah, Robin Thick has songs like Blurred Lines and it's oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of you know, if if you know, you know. It, it is <laughs> innuendo. But I appreciate her like now. I said what I did. Right. <laughs> don't 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 OD on me. like, <laughs> And I appreciate that because sometimes people just take shit and run with it. And it's like, mm-hmm. look, if I said I did this, don't say I did that. Right. <laughs> well, speaking of hiatuses, let's talk about uh, Joe Button and um, <laughs> the Joe Button podcast. Oh, the ex Joe Button. And I guess Joe Button. It's a lot going on. I don't even. Who's filling in now for Maul and um, Rory? Well, let me just be clear. I'm oh not God. a Joe Button fan. Let it be known. I have never <laughs> been a Joe Button fan. I don't listen to the show. Yeah. I don't like it. I think the only episode I really watched was when Nicki Minaj was on here. Um, because she was that's when she that's was spiraling. Say, she was going in. She was spiraling. That, that's <laughs> she doing her spiral. And I just wanted to see her. I thought she was gonna curse her. I think they was gonna go back and forth, but he kinda like pussy footed around. Oh yeah. Like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Um he did. so I am familiar with Rory and Maul because they have been guest hosts on other podcasts I listen to. Okay. Um, but apparently they had a little bit of a disagreement and then um, Joe Button said that Rory, which was like the redhead white guy, like <laughs> wanted to see, wanted to throw hands. Right. And it's like, wait, Maul didn't want to throw hands? Rory want to throw hands? So that he had to go take a break. And he sent Rory to take a break, and Maul did the same because he's like, I'm not going to record without him. Right. Um, basically, Joe Button fired them on air last week. Right, which is really odd. And he said that they were trying to audit him and they thought that they brought just as much to the table as he did and that they deserve um, a piece of, like, they need to know everything that's going on. Joe felt like they didn't. It's his show and he could do this shit with anybody, basically. Mm. So he, like, moved like, like Destiny's pe- Child. Yeah, like, people are here to see me. Like, he's <laughs> he's motherfucking David Ruffin. <laughs> he's Beyonce. He's David Ruffin. <laughs> Oldest blue. <laughs> That's crazy. Get the fuck away. Right. Ain't nobody can check in for your ass. Yeah. He oh, basically wow. called them oldest and blue. That's fucked up. <laughs> um, well, you know what I always thought was odd about the dynamic to start off with? And this is just kind of on a side note. I really thought the the I didn't understand the relationship with Joe and Maul because I know Maul is related to Biggs who be with Mm Jay-Z. And then I know that Jay-Z and Joe had, like, a whole thing before. So I always was curious about that dynamic because it was like, well, how are y'all friends? If I was, to me, 
the way that Joe wrote that whole, like, wrote them off, I always felt like in the back of his head, he never really trusted Maul. I don't know anything about Rory. Mm -hmm. But as far as Maul was concerned, I felt like, I don't know, I just always thought it was weird. Like, I'm not going to befriend a relative of a, this BFFs with some nigga I had issues with that, that mm -hmm. be running shit. Like, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Eric got something to say. Oh, <laughs> was gonna say what was you going to say, Eric? Maul used to be close friends with Joe? Yeah. Okay. Oh, but, yeah, but even that. Like, <laughs> like, during his music career. Oh, so before he had a falling out with Jay-Z, they were friends. Yeah, yeah they've been friends oh, for a while. Okay. He was saying it on oh, okay. when he, um, when he, they did their rebuttal. So, basically, Maul felt like, Maul was like, I'm not going to do that fake shit. So, if Rory mm -hmm. can't record, I'm not going to do, <laughs> I'm not going to record either. Mm -hmm. And they had a five-hour conversation, and they said they pretty much went nowhere. Like, it pretty much. Who had a five-hour conversation? Rory, Maul, and Joe. Okay. And um, Joe Button proceeded to fire them on air. And he, so corny. So, Rory and Maul did their own video. Right. Also, it was claims that Joe um, said that if they did a podcast on their own, he would sue. He claims that he never said that, but I don't know. I think he, he just said. says things. He just know. say anything, mm -hmm. and I think the what people need to understand: Joe Budden is notoriously bad with business. Yes, from his music career to the Spotify deal to everything, he's just bad with business, and he's not a Every people person. Struggle. Everyday struggle. He's just um, was it um, the thing that was on Revolt's uh, State of the Union? Or, right. Oh yeah, I forgot about is that. Is that what it was? Called? <laughs> yeah, State of the Union. That's what and it's, it's just like you're notoriously bad with business, and you lack interpersonal skills, and you try to use that monotonous ass voice. And I know right. I have a I have a natural monotone voice, right. but when I'm aggravated, you can hear the inflict. You know, my voice right. go up and down. He talks in like monotone to try to like downplay the situation or make the other person feel crazy. I hate that shit. Uh, gaslighting. Yeah, so he does that weird-ass <laughs> shit, and he's like, well, like, I'm the star of the show, and da 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 da, da. They felt like, you know, I, could do, I couldn't do this with nobody else but them. Like, right. they made big parts. So when Rory and um, Maul got together, they made claims that they had a percentage deal right. contract meaning that they didn't own parts of the show. They owned the proceeds. They were old proceeds that the show made. Right. So, um... Which would vary every time, every Right. So, let's out. say Joe got 60%. Right. And they both got 20% apiece. They right. would need to see how much the show made right. quarterly in order so they can know how much they're supposed to get paid. Right. Apparently, Joe wasn't trying to be forthcoming with that information since 2019. That's according to Rory and Maul. So they let it go on for two years. They've been pretty much, and they had lawyers, and they tried to write the situation, and Joe was like, well, audit me. So Rory's like, I'm not trying to audit you. I just want to see what's going on. And Joe's, <laughs> Joe's financial advisor just sent, like, a fucking Excel sheet. It was like, here. Right, which and is really like, good. And it's like, that's not And they, everybody knows that. Like, come like on. This, Anything, so it just says a lot about. First of all, that's disrespectful. To it's me. disrespectful. It's like much. to me. First of all, I didn't really like the way. It's it's one thing um for Joe to say that you know he was offended by them asking questions. I don't understand why you would be offended by people when it's like when it comes to business, and that's why I don't really understand why people go into business with friends <laughs> or relatives because yeah, you have here to we know are. To, yeah, here we are. But <laughs> it's still certain if we get to well. When we get to a certain point, there's going to be paperwork in place, right. so there is no confusion. Right. You know, it ain't personal, especially mm -hmm. on my end. It will never be personal. It's always like I can differentiate and say, okay, well, right. I know that she's not doing this, or you know, it's just we got to work out these numbers. If it's not adding up, blah blah blah. But I don't really understand, you know, why 
if Joe feels as though, because to me it came off like they weren't smart. Like, mm-hmm. when he was talking, it was very demeaning. Like, well, you know, I told them to do this. They didn't do it. I told them to do their podcast. They didn't do it. And it's like, well, like, I'm, I'm the one making all the bread. I'm. This is my name behind it. I understand this is your name on the YouTube channel. I understand this is your name. You built this brand. I respect that. And the rap career helped you get to where you are. However, don't try to, you know, demean them. Because that's also, the, again, like how we talked about Tiny and Shekinah last week. Mm-hmm. What, that's what you liked about the dynamic, I think. You liked right. that you were more. So they let you take the reins because they trusted you and it's like now you're trying to use it against them and be like oh well now you want to get smart oh no I don't like why now you want to uh, now you want to know the business oh no just send them an Excel spreadsheet that's so disrespectful right and it's like alright I'm gonna get and he was like I overpaid the, I'm oh, overpaying yeah, y'all and then come to find out he wasn't but who believed it but it's just like, like y'all said, who does that you like, know damn you know. well like, you know when some shit just don't feel right. And I think mm-hmm. I think the thing is, is what I want people to take away. Stop thinking because your friend is not shady towards you and right. yet to your face that you find blatant. Right. Doesn't mean they're not a shady character. Like, if they shady and do bad business with everybody, they're always in some shit, they're disrespectful, they have hella allegations. Mm-hmm. Why do you, really do. and we'll get to that too, mm-hmm. why do you feel like they're going to honor and respect you? He has a lack of respect, period. Right. Like, he don't respect shit. He don't respect contracts. He's told y'all before, I don't respect contracts. <laughs> like, so do you think it's intentional? Because from what I got from the rebuttal was that they were saying... Um, just like the um, the lady that was on, um, what's his name? Adam 22, I think. Is that his name? Right, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was on his show talking about how she felt like Joe fired her over, I don't know, some issues with, what is it, Hot 90s? I forget where she worked at. It was some kind of conflict when he was going back and forth with Drake. And he always going back and forth with some fucking body. I can't, I can't keep up. Well, the thing is, he went Hot 97, and I listened to Mr. Jones in the morning uh-huh. when he was working for them they just gave him a job because he had the YouTube with Tahiri and all of that stuff going on DJ Envy said his ass used to be sleep on the fucking floor high or drunk or whatever I'm not he, he didn't take that shit serious at that time right he wasn't taking it serious that he just had uh, a gig. It was just like a quick Something gig. Um, but I wanted, my point is though, so Rory and Miles to me, what they were saying is they felt like he intentionally used them to get where he wanted to get and then this was his kind of out. So that now I don't owe you nothing. Now I can keep all of this. I built this platform that y'all helped mm-hmm. me build and now you know what? I don't even want to do this with you no more and it's kind of like a Oh, well, y'all did it to yourselves, but this is ultimately what you wanted to do anyway. I agree. That's how, but it seems like that's what they took away from it, too. Like, this is what you wanted to do. Right. It's just, you know, it's a shame. Yeah, I think that greed, you know. Mm, It's a hell of a drug. It really is. It's a drug. And when you, yeah, and we know he has an addictive past, (laughs) (laughs) to say the least. Well, he's narcissistic. That too. Joe Button is very narcissistic. I feel like when people be like, well, like when he, when I think Maul said this, he was like, he can pay the two people that he replaced with just half of one of their salaries. Right. Which is very odd to me. And he can keep the rest. But that's what that that's what their point was. Like, so you want to, you helped us build you up and then you want to give somebody way less than what they deserve because you know that you would save money by getting rid of us. And he know that they can us. land on their feet. Yeah, and they And he will. don't give a fuck. So. Yeah, he don't give a shit. I just feel like y'all, that whole surprising about, oh, I, that's my man's. And it's like, he disrespected bitches he laid in a bed with. Yeah, oh, he don't give a fuck. Like, he done gave babies to. Okay, he done <laughs> knock babies out of people according oh, to shit. Esther Baxter. <laughs> oh, shit. So, like, let's Ooh, not act allegedly. like everybody. I said according to Esther <laughs> huh? Baxter. Uh, That's what hmm. she claimed on Twitter. Look it up. <laughs> but it's like we want to sit here and act like, oh, it's so surprising. He's a disrespectful nigga. But yeah, on, on to the next story, he has um, a podcast network right. where he has podcasts under him. And one of them was developed um, for three women, Mandy B., um, Bridget Kelly and Olivia Dope. Right. They had a podcast together called See the Thing Is. Um, apparent, 
Lee Olivia Dope left the podcast. I don't really, I don't listen to that podcast because I don't like Joe Button. I knew nothing about it. Until yeah, she I don't came like out. Joe Button at all. So I was just like, even though I liked Mandy B from Horrible Decisions, I was just like, I can't stand Joe Button. Right. I boycott Joy Button. Period. I don't <laughs> fuck with him. That nigga come on she the scene. She has a really on strong dislike for him. Loving hip hop, and I'm fast forwarding. <laughs> I don't She's like, like fucking him. when in a Lion King when they just like keep saying Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. Yeah. That's her for fucking Joe Button. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> Ooh, like I and I just can't stand when people align themselves with somebody that has so many as women that just have so many allegations towards them and then you just think like you know he's it's cool because it's business right it's not a personal relationship and i can understand it but i just anyway so the woman comes out and she says that during an episode which is their episode 16 if y'all want to go look he made her uncomfortable in edited scenes, that, scenes that were edited out. Um, he made claims like he wanted to fuck her. Yeah. Um, he hugged her and, like, shimmied his hips, which was really weird. Yeah. He made several claims in it about wanting to fuck her. Then she felt like he created tension within the group with right. her and the two other ladies and was just saying, like, you know, that they are they look too casual and she comes in and she's carrying it because of how she dressed and how she looks. He made a claim, be, said her, um, because her her button up, she had the two buttons unloosened on her button up, uh-huh. and was like, "Oh well, your shirt don't look like you're single." Like just oh, really she had weird, out a little bit. yeah, just like a little little cleavage. Why is he? You said it's a network. Why is he on it if it's about for the women? It, no, so he has the podcast network, which is basically like a record label for podcasts. If you want, if I want to break it down, like in layman's terms, right? But why he was, was he a there? guest host? Oh, he was a guest host. He was a guest on their show, okay. which is under his network. And he just always got to be a part of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and also um, Olivia Dope kind of said that um, the two, the other two hosts were laughing and so was the production so she was like she felt like if everybody's laughing maybe i'm maybe i'm overreacting because you know everybody else finds it funny so maybe i'm overreacting she made made it clear she didn't have a personal relationship with him at all she was contracted she didn't know him personally she um wasn't that familiar with him they didn't have a rapport um and i'm not victim shaming at all but i do feel like I don't understand women that just want to be in. He has, like, clear allegations. Right. And to sit here and just be, like, laughing while he's literally making another woman uncomfortable. Right. And I get where it's, like, as a where some women don't know what to say in situations like that. And I can see how everybody felt awkward about it right. in the moment. I can see how all three of them felt awkward. You try to, like, laugh it off because you're like, I don't know. Well, I seen know? the one girl defend her when he called her a bitch. Yeah, that he called her a bitch. Yeah, I forgot that part. He mm, was like, I seen um, put the sound in bitch or some weird shit. And Which she was like, rude. don't call wow. me. And the girl was like, did you just call me a bitch? Yeah, that was crazy. And it's like, and I watched it. And he looked weird as shit. Like, he's, like, being super duper weird. Right. Um... And I also got what Olivia was saying where he asked for a hug and her co-host was like, yeah, give her a hug. And it's like, bitch, how are you, you know, consenting for me to get a hug? I didn't even consent that. But we're on camera. And she says that production extra, like, oh, you looked, it, it looked awkward. Do you want us to edit this out? And she was like, yeah, like, you can edit it out or whatever. Like, she just felt like she didn't know what to say. Right. And um, one of the co-hosts was like, well, you know, you look uncomfortable in this scene, and maybe we should edit it out because you look visibly uncomfortable. Right. So she kind of agreed in the moment, and then she had some time to think about it, and afterwards she quit. And when she quit, she sent her lawyer to announce her, you know, resigning. Right. And she messaged the two other co-hosts and let them know, like, she was quitting. And they didn't respond. Mm. And people have made claims, allegedly, that they threw shots at her. 
afterwards. And in what way? I'm not totally sure what they said, but like make like small innuendos about her, like it just being now the two of them type thing. So like they weren't it to her, it probably felt like they weren't as apologetic as she would have liked. Right. And you know, it's it's a sad situation. Um, but to your when you made the comment about um you know, people saying, well, you know, other women or the women working with Joe to begin with, with all the allegations and stuff surrounding him. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but I feel like most women in the industry, <laughs> if you stay away from the men with right. all the fucking allegations, you wouldn't be in the industry at I all. Agree. And, I agree. And it's unfortunate. It's like, and we as women, even outside of the industry, as every woman listening to this has been through this, I've been through it, you've been through it. Mm-hmm. You've all, you're going to, men are, they can be so inappropriate and right. weird dynamics and it's like, it's just, it's like we learn to ignore, oh, are we overreacting? Right. Are we, you know, should I speak up? Is you know did he and, mean harm or right. is he just hamming it up right. for the cameras? Right. Do I am I overreacting by feeling uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. And then as a bystander, you're kind of like, oh, let's laugh it off. Maybe you know, and probably make not, them uncomfortable. It make them. It's like a ner- Maybe it's like a nervous laugh. Mm-hmm. Or also, everybody doesn't get offended by the same things. Yeah, that's true. So, like, maybe for them, somebody saying, oh, yeah, like your boss saying, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to fuck you, probably mm. wouldn't have <laughs> made them uncomfortable. Right. But, so they, like, laughing, but it's like, no, you should. Even he, she said, like, he apologized, was like, oh, I probably was doing too much or whatever. But it's still like you did it though. Yeah. And I do feel like in any other sector, this would have, you know, been dealt with differently. Right. But then again, I had I know people that kind of went through this type of situation at the job and they went to like HR. Not my job, but like a job. Right. And they went to HR and shit like this. It got swept underneath the rug. That normally happens. And it's like people have said, like, they've made claims to, like, HR before, and mm-hmm. they were the ones that go. Yeah, you get ostracized. Because speaking of. HR is there to protect the company. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's they do why not you give need a fuck to get you. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So um, he recently apologized about making her feel uncomfortable. And um, the ladies were talking about it and saying on their podcast, and were just, to me... Apologies lack when you give excuses. Right. I feel like to apologize correctly, you just have to say, you know, didn't realize how bad it was. We fucked up. We fumbled it. Right. Um, I apologize for anything I've said. You know, I apologize for not being there for you. And make but, assurances that it won't happen Yeah, again. like, you know, if my sincere apologies. Right. I think for they were trying to, not they, but one of the hosts were trying to kind of say, like, well, he, you know, he apologized at the moment, and everybody asked her what she wanted to leave. Like, you're trying to give excuses as to why you tried to fix it before, and it's like, sometimes it's just, I fucked up. Like, that's it. Like, nothing else. So, speaking of fucked up, um, do you think it was fucked up um, in regards to Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant and the Hall of Fame? Um, On her part? Yeah, on her part. Um, Like, it's being alleged. So, uh, let's give a little background. Kobe Uh, Bryant mm -hmm. was inducted to the Hall of Fame um, last weekend. Yeah. And Vanessa Bryant gave a speech. Within the speech, um, she acknowledged that Kobe would have wanted his parents there. And that before he passed, he did say that he wanted to invite his parents. I believe at the time they were estranged when he was alive. And um, she mentioned that she extended an invitation. However, they weren't there. Also, at the memorial service, um, they weren't allowed to speak, and mm-hmm. no one really acknowledged their presence. I was people. I didn't even know they were there until like I seen like a little clip of. It's them. like small. You did not see really, them. Really quick pictures. Um, why yeah. does she give that acknowledgement though? Why does she say that if they I, weren't there? I don't understand why she said that. And what I'll say is this. As an an in law to someone's like 
you know, as a daughter-in-law, right? you should probably keep things as amicable mm-hmm. as possible, especially after the death of someone's child. Right. Like, that is your husband, but that woman gave birth to them. Right. And, well, she knows that she lost one, too. And yeah. she should keep that in mind. Yeah. It's very disrespectful. But like you said about the estrangement part, it seems like he was estranged ever since she they were married, really. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, in the early stages, they weren't. But he didn't seem to have a relationship with his his uh, parents or his sibling. He has one sister, right? He has two sisters. One. And one sister was present at the Hall of Fame. The other sister wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she d- must don't have an IG, so she made a statement from her best friend's page, which is Beverly Johnson's daughter, Anasa Sims. So you, so you believe that's the sister talking? That wasn't uh, her talking? I thought it was Anissa. I don't know how to pronounce Beverly Anasa. Johnson's daughter. It's Anasa. Yeah, Anasa. Um, Barnes' baby mom. I feel like if it it was it was the sister talking through her. They were, you know, they've been right. best friends for a, a long time. Um, I didn't really like that either. Yeah. I felt like that was messy. It was. I felt like it was very, very messy. I felt like um, you, if you wanted to make a statement, you could have made your own Instagram and said it. You didn't have to go through another person's. I don't like that type of stuff. But in the statement, she claimed that her parents were ex, were invited, but they had to buy their own ticket. And they weren't invited personally. They weren't, and they were invited by the Hall of Fame. And I just feel like it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. It's fucking disrespectful. It's just outright disrespectful. It's fucking disrespectful to have Kobe Bryant's parents pay for tickets Mm -hmm. to the Hall of Fame and be invited by a third person. It's so crazy. It's disrespectful. And I feel like people go through their grievance and they're grieving and things differently. And I'm not trying to take nothing away from Vanessa Bryan because that's the type of pain I never experienced. All right. And, and I never pray will. I never will. Mm-hmm. So I can't say, like, I understand why she's doing what she's doing or don't understand. But I do feel like some things you have to bite the bullet on. Well, why did—I don't— And then they didn't know that he wanted them near— they felt like it was like, and it. I don't know if they're from Philly or they just live in, in this area, but like we don't like half ass. <laughs> they shit. didn't live in Philly. They live in the main lounge. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> the way Philly is right now, that's damn near Philly. It is not the same. But um, we don't like half ass shit, and it felt half ass. Well, I just I don't I don't really understand now that he's gone. What is detention in like? It, so he's gone now. So what is detention still? What is there so great um, that we don't we're still we can't communicate? This is death. This right. is the extreme yeah. most extreme scenario where we should be making mm-hmm. up. What's the problem? Like y'all can't be bigger people. Like as far as both parties, yeah. And say okay, you know, like we're going to do this. It's only right. She has children still. Yeah. Do they not see like the post alleged, you know, they don't see her kids with mm-hmm. Kobe. I don't really understand that. I'm, I don't know. I guess, like, when you don't get a chance to really get to know people oh, and you don't, y- y'all don't know each other. Right. And, don't you know, want to Vanessa Bryant is kind of estranged from her mom. So now. I can get how people, like, when people be like, I don't even talk to my own fucking mom. So but I'm that's now, about kiss. Yeah. So it's like, maybe she's just going through the motions. Maybe don't have the same decorum, like, that we would have had. But, yeah, I wouldn't. I thought it was odd to make a statement like, oh, they were asked to be here, but they're not here. It, to me, it was a way to cover my ass. Yes. It's like when you write an email and say, you know, oh, yeah, just FYI, I did send the RSVP out, and they didn't do it. So you can't say I didn't invite you. Right. Which was, that was in poor taste. So, you know, that's All unfortunate. Right. So what do you want to talk about next? Um, Let's get into the throwback. Oh, okay. So this week, I know normally we go like, wait, well, this is kind of going way back. This is way back. <laughs> but it's way not, um, it's not uh, it's, Rick James it's a quick. way back. But it is a, a quick like little. It's like American. 
history. You know, and involve and mess. And just to throw this out there, um, you guys will realize this at some point. Me and DeAndre, I feel like probably me more, no shade. I love Martin. It's my favorite show ever. Oh, that's what we're talking about. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on like American history. I thought we were talking about something else. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, about Martin. So that's it's my favorite show. And um, I found this uh, little gem um, online about um, the history of the character Brother Man. Um, so I'm just going to read you guys it really fast. I got to work on my ums. I hate that. Um, um, um. <laughs> Yeah, just stop making a face. I'm trying to work on it. All right. So the role of Hustle Man on Martin was written as a vehicle for Ice Cube to star as on the show. Once Martin gained control of the show from its executive producer creator and his former manager, Topper Carew, he wanted a definite hip-hop presence on the show as much as possible beyond the Tupac or UMC's poster on the wall of his TV apartment. At the time of the mid-90s, many rappers began to emerge as actors in films such as Ice-T, MC-8, Busta Rhymes, and the like. As a result, Martin began to build episodes around rappers like Bushwick Bill, Snoop, and Big. But Martin wanted more than the occasional guest spot, so he chose to create a character in which a rapper would be featured every few episodes, tormenting him and his friends. The character would be named Hustle Man and would be similar to the Lenny character from the show Good Times. Martin would write the part with one particular rapper in mind, one with a tough exterior who would be believable enough to be punking the pain gang and an actor with chumps with chumps with chops enough that the pe- the actor would resonate on screen. That actor was Ice Cube. Martin felt Cube would be an added touch to the show and given an extra boost. Martin begged Cube to take the role and promised that Cube could write his own lines and shape the character how he wanted. Martin did everything he could to get Cube to take the role, but Ice Cube listened to some bad advice and turned the role down because he thought it would make him and his brand look weak and like a clown. So then Martin went to Plan B and offered the role to an up-and-coming, fat, chip-toothed comedian from a little show called Uptown Comedy Club named Tracy Morgan. So fast forward to 2012, Tracy is now the star of 30 Rock, and the guy that didn't want to be seen as a buffoon is cooning with a beer bottle as his co-star. Um, so that's just a little... I never knew that. Bit. Yeah, me All neither. Right, <laughs> I know, the bikes is out. The bikes it's is nice. out. It's, it's nice out. Today. You know it's popping. But um, I never knew that. I think yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting right? But it's so funny that he didn't want to play Brother Man, but you played Craig. That's that's what I don't get. And then you did, like, Are We There Yet? And all this all other those shit. All those little silly and But, silly you know, movies. it would have been nice to see that him on there. Right. But thank God he turned it down because I Tracy agree. Morgan is funny as shit. Yeah, he's way He's like, funnier. you got to put in pork bean juice. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that shirt he had, Witty Hutton? Yes. Pick up the pizza. <laughs> Like, you could have never, like, you. we would have never had these moments. So right. it's like every time somebody turns something down, I know they probably like, fuck. But at the same right. time, you would have never did it like uh, Tracy Morgan. No, I not at all. I can't say that he would have been, like, real gangster with it. Yeah. But um, yeah. you got to put some aspirin in the water. Like, you would have <laughs> never said that part. Like, right. you would have never gave what it was supposed to do. But it's yeah. funny, like, you didn't want to do comedy, but then, like, a couple of years later, you come out with the Friday series, and right. then Are We There Yet, and Get Hard, or whatever them shows called. So it's funny. Yeah. You snooze, so. you lose. It cute. is what it is, but it turned out great, like you said. So, you know, we commend you, Tracy Morgan. That was good for you. Yeah, you turned it out. Yeah, definitely. But, um... Our let it go, sis. So we're going to do a round of questions. This is usually where we're trying to give y'all advice, but right. y'all act shy. Yeah, everybody don't say that. I'm going to start submitting my own damn questions. <laughs> you do, because I definitely <laughs> listen to that shit all week. <laughs> we're going to start sending each other instead of just having our advice sessions right. offline. Exactly. Um, but So um, what are these questions? So just really quick, speed round. Oh, What's God. your biggest pet peeve? Um, oh, biggest pet peeve. Speed round. Tristan ain't come to mind. Oh, God. I, DeAndre, I don't know. I got a lot of them. I'm trying I to figure lot, out. But when I'm like, trying to figure out what's my, um, I don't know. I don't say maybe somebody lying to me. Mm-hmm. 
to me and on me. Mm-hmm. I, I have yeah, a thing about that. that. That's a, you go off. I feel because I feel so disrespected when you lie mm-hmm. to me because I feel like I'm. You think I'm stupid. Yeah. And when you lie on me because you're trying to, um, Deflect. you know, assassinate mm-hmm. my character, and I don't like that. Yeah. Um. One what that I could you? just think of right now is not like that deep, but it's like when people hawk spit. On the street. Oh, yeah, that's Like, that's thing. some nasty it's shit. So I hated that nasty. shit since I was a fucking kid. Like, you are a nasty. Oh, I hate that Especially shit. Especially when women do it. Ooh, yeah. Please oh, ladies, please don't do this. And then people oh, make like, like you. noises. I hate that shit. Oh, I think it's so And you can nasty. hear it. You can feel it in your own throat. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, what's your dream job? Dream job. Dream job. Um, PR. Oh, I would cool. be doing public relations for celebrities behind the scenes. I would be That's telling them up. what to say. I would, you know, be doing crisis management right. and all of that good stuff. I, that, what, I can what about see that. You? That's a job I could be great at, mm-hmm. but I honestly don't have a dream job. Really? <laughs> I just want money. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had to choose one, what would it be? Like, probably doing this. Okay. Like, talking and doing podcasting, radio right. show, TV radio. host. You know, shit behind the scenes and talk right. my shit and get paid handsomely for it. That's I about know, that's it. Right. Um, best relationship advice you can give someone? When you see red flags, do not ignore them. True. Um, for me, is make sure that you are secure within yourself mm. before that's entering very a relationship. Important. That's beyond loving anything yourself else. and being mm-hmm. secure in who you are. Let me yes. forget that. And a word that you hate? <sighs> Coochie. <laughs> I think you that know sounds so nasty. What? Punani. I hate that really? word. I hate Punani. Punani is it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's just stupid. But to me, Coochie sounds like... They both, why we both have like vaginal <laughs> Like, because Punani sounds so nasty. Punani. Like, like I, to me, Coochie is like, it's like a vagina that with some stank on it. Remember that song? <laughs> coochie, 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 coochie. Girl, I don't. <laughs> Do you coochie, remember that song, though? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe I, I don't. made it up. <laughs> if somebody remember that song. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. Unless I was like a weird-ass kid that made that shit up. I have no idea what you're talking about. But Coochie and a... a Close runner-up is Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that word. I don't like that word either. I, I hate it. No, I hate cousin, it. My older cousin used to always say that. I used to be like, that is so little class. Like, it's so trifling. To, you're just supposed to say, I got to go to the bathroom. Why do you have to Dookie anyway? Like, <laughs> like Dookie is just sound like you really like. You, you about to fuck your stomach up. Like, <laughs> Like, you about like to fuck you, this all Like, when us. somebody say that, it's like, clear, open up all the windows. Yeah, it's an aggressive they shit. Had, like, Mexican <laughs> right. shit. It's like, like, aggressive shit, you like, know? Like, you about to draw. The smell going to uh, linger for hours. Yeah, like, that's a word. Mm-mm. Yeah, I really don't that like so that nasty. word. I don't like that word either. Yeah, um, yeah that's so, mm-mm. Ugh. But, Ugh. yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're about to get into our boss bag. Yeah. So of the week, um, you know, every week we choose someone different. So this week I chose a friend of mine, Kia. Um, she has an online boutique and she also has an Instagram and a Facebook. Um, the name of the company is Two Sisters and a Daughter. That's how I pronounce it, and a daughter, because it's spelled with an A at the end. <laughs> Kia, don't be mad at me. That's daughter. how I say Two Sisters and a Daughter. Um, but the the company um, is Kia and her younger sister and her daughter. And they have, um, on their website, they have fedora hats, they have waist beads, they have glow-in-the-dark waist beads, they have plus-size waist beads, um, they have a detox um oil and I know that they do shirts and um things like that like prints on things oh, and print, custom printing custom print so um check their website out and their uh Instagram their website Instagram Facebook um is all the same thing it's the number two s-i-s-t-a-z z as in zebra a-n-d-a-d-a-u-g-h-t-a so again, it's the number two. Shout out to y'all. S I S T A Z 
A-N-D-A-D-A-U-G-H-T-A. So, yeah, yeah shout out shout to Shout out them. to the family business. Yes, yes. Oh, that's right. I just love that we keep having all these people. Like, yeah, I'm not running out of people. We have not run people. out of people yet. I know somebody I every it. week. I have, like, three <laughs> people already set up. Um, I love it. I just love so it. our glow up topic this week. I really want to get into this. Okay, um, you came with me with the idea is how do we protect ourselves from negativity? Mm. And the funny thing is, um, a friend of mine, like last year or the year before, was like, "I like, I love how you deal with stuff. Like, how do you do it?" Right. Like she was talking more so in a form of relationships. Like, how do I deal with like men in situations? Like, how do I just like move on and stuff right okay but um for me i just remove myself from the situation immediately right um because and it's not because i'm avoiding it i also know how i can i can either like get really irate and it can get really really bad or being like i feel like i'm an empath Mm -hmm. and shit can really like affect me Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, I could just take on somebody else's shit and not even realize it, and right. it's, like, bothering me. Right. So. Um, it's very important to be aware, um, in my opinion, because it's something I'm still working on. Mm-hmm. I work on it every day. You know, like I told you, I argued with this guy up the street from my block <laughs> um, two days ago over a conflict about cutting my grass. It's a whole other conversation. But, and I found myself really pissed off after mm-hmm. I was arguing with him to the point where my head was pounding and mm-hmm. I had to tell Malia to interact with him, like, you know, through my door as far as, like, paying him and giving him, like, a broom and stuff. Because I, if I saw him, like you said, if I didn't remove myself, like, it was going to go very left. Mm-hmm. And I... And I I, I'm not in the mold anymore to... I don't like arguing, especially with grown-ass men. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's something I've read years ago that said, as human beings, we have a tendency, and I feel like we all can relate to this, um, where we can easily get sucked into negativity mm-hmm. because it's a space and an energy that we're all used to and comfortable being in. Yeah. So, like, say, for instance, you know... You're having a great day. I mean, the one of your best days. And then, I don't know, you go into a restaurant and your waitress is, like, really nasty. And for whatever reason, even though the, your day was beautiful earlier, that one event will overshadow the rest of that what happened so in the day. And that you said that, because I just said that to my sister. And I was like, we have to stop letting one moment that mm-hmm. took five minutes yep. shape how we explain the rest of our day. Like, right. if I say, hey, how was your day? And you got a raise, you know, you, um, your boyfriend brought you flowers, right. you know, someone complimented you and said how beautiful you were today, right. but they fucked up, you know, your coffee. Right. And you're like, oh, it was bad because <laughs> my coffee, it was all wrong. And then this, and it's like, you ever realize when something negative happens in one moment, the rest of your day just starts oh, yeah. to go to shit because you're just affecting you let in one small instant like really change how everything happened that day. Yeah. Yeah. And um I remember we did this training before and the the lady was just like, When you wake up, don't think about the negative. Right. Like she was like, say you wake up five minutes late and then you're like, Oh, I gotta hurry up and get dressed. I'm gonna be late for work. If I don't do this, I'm gonna be late. And then it's like the rest of your day is just in a hurry, you stress and you anxious. Right. And it's like you didn't even like fully wake up. Mm-hmm. You didn't think anything positive. You didn't look out the window and say, Oh, it's it's sunny outside. It looked like it's gonna mm-hmm. be nice. Let me pick out a nice outfit. Let oh right. I got like oh I'm just a little bit late, but I'm gonna just take a shower really quick. No, you just start thinking about it like I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm running late. Now I'm be thirty minutes late for work. Look. If you're going to be late, you're going to be late. Get that fucking coffee. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I feel like, though, just like so about using work as an example, sometimes we can't remove ourselves. Sometimes right. you have to interact with that negative energy. And we all have people mm-hmm. that have that type of energy that you, like, can be a relative. It can be somebody, a close coworker. Like, now when I say close, I mean close in proximity or somebody that you have to work with on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be a neighbor. It can be, you it know, can be a stranger. It can be. 
be a stranger. Somebody, it could be a friend venting to you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful. And I say this, when you're venting to someone, you could just call and say, hey, can I vent real quick? Like, right. I don't, I just want to vent. I don't want any advice. I just need to, like, get this off my chest. Are you in a space for that? Right. Because you don't know how some somebody else could have had a fucking terrible day. Right. And you call them and just start venting, and then you leave them with all that negative energy and hang the fuck up. Right. right. And I think for me, what I've learned to do over the last couple of years is create boundaries with people in my life. I definitely got to work Where on it. I'm, I'm still working on it. <laughs> I'm still, still working on it. But at least as far as I think most people know not to just call me with the venting. Right. Like, you can call me, but at least, hey, how was your day? Right. You right. know, how are you? You okay? Do you feel like talking? Do you feel like, are you in the mood to talk? Right. Um. Can I vent to you about this? Because... I want to, you know, you give good advice. You're going to give me clear, under, you know, understanding of what's going on. You're going to give me your honest opinion. I don't really care for people that just want to vent and then hang up the phone. Oh, yeah. People and do that. And it's like, okay, now I have to unpick the mm-hmm. negativity All the shit that you, you just, just threw on me. Also, <laughs> with, like, hanging around people that attract negativity. Right. Like, people that's always in drama. Shit just seems to follow them. Like like a Joe Budden. It's draining. Where it's, it's so like draining. You're going you have to remove those you have to keep you don't have to remove them out your life. Right. But you have to create a boundary for that. Sometimes you gotta remove them out your yeah, life. Yeah, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you <laughs> have to. You definitely have to, but if you don't if you don't feel like you have to remove them out your life, but you can create a distance where that's an over there person now. Like right. when you see each other, what's up? Hey, you know, right. oh you wanna catch up? Okay, maybe if my time permits, but it's not a priority for you. Right. Because sometimes just, or just even how people make you feel. Right. Exactly. You know? But I definitely, I feel like, you know, when it comes to, you know, that uh, example I gave about having a great day, because we've all been through this. It's something that I have to tell myself I'm working on it. I'm trying to help y'all because this is something I literally go through. And I, I that day that I had words with my neighbor, I had to sit down and say, I took some pain meds because my head was really pounding. And I said, I was really pissed off. And I said, you know what, Tasha, don't let like you're in a good space. You're right. in a really good space. Right. That person, I believe, I know that there's a lot of issues with him and including addiction. And I had to take that into account, into consideration. And then it made me just let it go. So, mm-hmm. you know, moving forward, you know, when I see you, I'm not going to speak. I'm going to just drive past. Normally I would beat my horn. I'm not going to speak. And I and it's only because you know, I'm right now I'm not in a space. Like you said, removing yourself. I'm just, it's not, it, to me, on some F you stuff, it's really just I don't want to engage. Exactly. I just rather, I, I, it took a lot of energy out of me, and I just kind of want to stay focused. And I just want, when y'all go through things with people, to sit back, talk to yourself for a second, because, you know, you can you always know when somebody takes you there because you, you're going to keep talking about it, you keep thinking about it, you're irritated, or you're anxious, you want to fight. Um, you feel real aggressive. Just sit back and think about the person that projected that onto you and probably how negative and what's going on in their life and how you don't want to be them. You don't want to be the person that ultimately takes what other people do and then you project it because that's what people in our society is very good at doing. Mm -hmm. Project, 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 especially in the workplace. Mm -hmm. Your job is miserable because you worked here for 20 years and now you hate me because I work here and I'm not where you are yet and then I'll be you in 20 years and I'm going to do it to or else. I get hired and I'm because of my education background, I'm in a different position than you. And you have an attitude <laughs> with me about throwing little shots. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that happens a lot because a lot of things were ushered in from old programs. Oh yeah. And now they hire younger people. Right. They have the credentials, and you are mad at the system, but you're taking it out on the individual. When it's like, bitch, I just, I just. It's apply. bigger than me. This is bigger than Nino Brand. Right. <laughs> I like, just uh, applied. <laughs> like, I'm like, just here. Don't get mad like, at me. Bitch, I'm just here. Like, but um, also, I think people have to learn to recognize 
negativity when they see it. Right. And mm-hmm. especially within like close relationships, right. you have to realize when someone is negative. Yeah. Like when you give you you expressing an idea. Mm-hmm. And they tell you all the cons that can happen, as if you ne- like if you didn't weigh the options before you decided to do it. Right, exactly. Like if I like with starting a podcast, and somebody's like, "Well, you know, you don't make money in the beginning," and it's like, "I know that." Right. <laughs> or to me, I, I, I this is a thing for me. Um, when you all you have the person that's always pointing out a flaw, and right. it's not in a, um, encouraging like, "Oh, girl, let me fix your your track is showing. Let me help you." It ain't that. Well, way. I just check my. You want to like they do the thing. She made big eyes and everything, y'all. She has braids in by the way. Exactly. <laughs> you know, your eyes got big as oh shit. And she trying to tell me something. Right. No. But see, but that's what I mean. I wouldn't ever do that. Like it would be yeah. some I whisper, you know, I'll probably fix it and I would or I'll pull you to the side if I if I don't want right. to be obvious. But there are some people that go out their way. Um, to point out your flaws. It might not necessarily in the way that we spoke about last week about putting on for other people, but some people just know how to point out flaws in people. And they're just like, oh, oh, her, yeah, like, oh, oh, that's the outfit you had on last week. Right. Oh, you know, oh, well, yeah, because your makeup was looking a little crazy. And it's like, damn, girl, like, I thought we was friends, but every time I turn around, you're throwing little pop shots. Exactly. Like, are we friends or are you judging me? <laughs> or are you mad? Like, what you mad for? Also, when people get backhanded, compliments oh and it makes you feel awkward like i had a friend say oh you actually look cute oh today and i was like actually look cute and it's like what the fuck does that mean and i was like and i asked because i've always been blunt i'm like what the fuck does that mean oh i'm just saying you look cute I'm like, no, you said I actually look cute as if I don't normally look That's cute. exactly what you said. Like, that's what you're saying. What and you she said. was like, oh, that's not what I meant. But that was an instance where we're no longer friends because, bitch, you're mm-hmm. not going to make me feel bad about myself. Right, exactly. Because I know deep down that you don't fuck with you. Right. That's always and like that. in order to make you feel better, you want to put me down or make mm-hmm. me second guess. And people, and men do this in relationships with women as well where it's like, Oh, um, you must go. You looking cute. You must be going out and trying to fuck other niggas. And it's like, well, no, I just right now I feel bad for looking cute, for and now I'm thinking cute. that because I want to look cute when I hang out with my girlfriends, that mm-hmm. I'm attention seeking. It makes you start to second guess things, and I think you have to learn to recognize it. And not dim your light. Yeah, and no more of that. Like, Mm -hmm. let it shine bright because people that's not threatened by you, they're going to gas you. They're going to be hype. They're going to be like, oh, yes, you popping out. Like, you know, you know and recognize positive people Mm -hmm. as well in your life. People who, when you're around them, they just make you feel good. There's no second guessing. Like, it's just a good vibe. It's, you know, good energy. You don't have to... um, feel like you have to have a guard up, right. recognize those people even be- even quicker than you recognize the negative. Exactly. Because somehow you might it might be one negative bitch in a group and she make everybody feel away. Yeah. But you think it's the whole group, but the group thinking the same thing about this bitch. Exactly. So you're not even realizing that everybody else is positive. Is this one it's like a bitter tooth. Like this right. one right in his tooth here that's being negative and it's fucking up the whole it's messing situation. Up. It's messing it and all what, up. And once you remove them, it's like, oh yeah, that's what it was all this time? Damn. Right. And if that person is you, um, you know, just try to, you know, be mindful of that because I know it starts within first. Mm-hmm. And just be mindful of projecting that onto other people. And please, you know, I encourage everybody to try to focus on the positive things in life. Even if you feel like it's not, you know, anything going on, you know, maybe that you could tangibly look at and say, this is happening. Mm-hmm. You woke up today. You have life. You have another day to try to figure things out. You have another chance to, you know, make things better Mm -hmm. Um, if you need to meditate whatever it is that makes you happy that's healthy Mm -hmm. I would do that I will find a way to do that and just remember to protect your energy because nobody else gives a fuck and you just have and I hate to say it that way but we because we all have our own energies and I'm not saying it in a malicious way but we all have our own things going on even if you're and it's also 
and it's not isolated incidents. Everybody has a bad day. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people can be grumpy. And I think that if you're feeling grumpy about something like me, if I got real bad cramps, I'll be like, listen. Mm, girl, you know we the I same with that. <laughs> That's all you got to say to me. I'll be I'm like, in, I get I'm it. I'm really in my feelings right now. Right. I don't have much to say about anything, so please don't take it. Right. Take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. My morning started off a little rough. Give me a little bit to get right. myself together. I'm going to talk to you once I feel a little better. And there's nothing wrong with it. Exactly. But I think Boundaries, when you try like you to said. hide it, you're going to wind up isolating yourself from everybody. And then soon you'll wonder, like, oh, shit, don't nobody fuck with me? Right. And it's, it's because you were so negative. You, you didn't want to fix yourself. You didn't want to fix the situation. You didn't want to acknowledge whatever it is that you were going through, and now you're kind of on an island by yourself. Right. But, yeah, those are just things I do. Immediately, I remove myself from the situation. Right. Um, I recognize the negativity. Right. And then I figure out how I want to deal with it. So either, you know, I cut the situation off or I just learn how to manage it, like with work. Like if work Mm -hmm. makes me feel bad, I can't fucking quit. Right. Right now. Not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I like, I can't fucking, Not right now. Like, I can't quit today and then just be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if One it's day. like, you know, okay. But if it's something like that, it's like, all right, when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I dot that dough, right. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking my 30 minutes to get home. And I'm not bringing that shit from work home and then if some shit happened at home am i bringing that shit to work exactly so just recognize where the negativity is coming from and move forward from there is the first step yes and whatever like natasha said meditation journaling having a hobby working out you know venting even if it's binging your your favorite yeah, show, show. For like hours. whatever is gonna make you feel better, right? Exactly. But if it's venting, just make sure you get permission before you vent because everybody got shit. Exactly. And you know what I will say, and I'm encourage this and out because I know that I'm going on. But um, if you do need to vent. Sometimes, like, I don't know, everybody has a phone now. Vent, put on your phone, record a video, and talk to yourself. Yep. I've done that before. And, like, I had it, well, I have a camera. And I had vented, and it felt so good to just get it out. And there was nobody else around. And I was able just to say whatever I wanted to say. And I watched, you know, watched it back and was like, you know, ooh, you went in. And I deleted it. But it was something that I needed to do for myself. Right. You know what I, I mean? I did the same thing. I would write. And I would like I went in on a journal one time when I was like in <laughs> Oh, you like were tearing them pages up. Oh, I tore that <laughs> shit up. But it made me feel better. I right. got it out. Nobody seen it. I felt how I felt and I wrote it out and I laughed at it years later when I seen it. I said, Damn, they pissed you off. <laughs> but it was like, you know, that shit made me feel better. Uh-huh. But as always, we appreciate you guys for listening. That's yes, our show. Yes. Hopefully you were able to gain something from the conversations that we had. Yeah, um, you can follow yeah. us on Instagram at just let it glow, J S T. Let it glow on Instagram. On Twitter, we are at Just Let It Glow. Mm. Um, on SoundCloud, Just Let It Glow as well. You can follow me at DeAndra Kiara, D-E-A-N-D-R-A-K-I-A-R-A underscore. And we'll be on new platforms soon. Yes, we'll, we'll be on know. a new platform really soon. <laughs> and I can't, I don't want to say what, but yeah, it'll be right. it'll be really, really soon. And we really appreciate everybody for listening Always. and sharing and telling a friend and you know, all of that good stuff. Also, we want to send prayers to those out in Palestine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so as always, we want you to glow up this week. Tell us about it, you know, and we appreciate you for listening. Bye. And we'll see you next week. Bye.